to just get us like <laughs> that's funny <laughs> enough right there <laughs> hey everybody this is mad time the uncertified whiskey hunter drew how are you i'm doing great i'm doing my, great how are you my tequila teammate i'm good <laughs> i'm good so we are here over zoom because we wanted to kind of give this show a little introduction right 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 we cut this episode and we quickly realized that it not only is fantastic the two spirits how well they paired together but that they are such a great beginner spirit is that yeah. what we're thinking I, they're great beginner buys yeah because i still like the alliteration <laughs> so this is <laughs> so this is going to be titled beginner buys part 2 i think so or part d I don't know. Is that overdone? Is the de overdone? I don't know. Why would we do? Why would we go French? It would have to be <laughs> dose, wouldn't it, or something? Ooh, I don't know. There you go. Part dose. All right. So but either way, it's a beginner buy. <laughs> either way, it's a beginner buy, and it's safe to say we've gone down the rabbit hole of our respective yeah. spirits, right? Yeah. And our our and I, last our last handful of episodes that we have released. <laughs> There, there were there were multiple unicorn episodes yeah. Yeah. where people just aren't going to find these bottles unless they're really hunting hard yeah. and spending hard to, a lot. Hard to get or going to break your bank on secondary right. or something right. like that. Right. right. And so we want to get back to the roots, right? We want to get yes. back to the root. And yeah. we have, thankfully, again, to all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, we want to thank you for putting up with us. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. But then we also have had people come up to us now that we have shown that we know a, a thing or two, by no yeah. means are we experts, right? Yeah. But we're getting a, a thing a, or do. <laughs> yes. Go we're, ahead. We're, we're getting approached by friends, coworkers, colleagues, strangers, and saying, right, hey, right. Even messages on social media. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting into bourbon. I'm getting into tequila. What do you recommend? And so those unicorns are not the thing that we should be directing them to if it's their right. first, if it's their second or third bottle that they even have on their shelf, right? right. So we are, right. we're trying to find some spirits here that, that are excellent to expand your collection, even if your collection is only a couple of bottles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, we also noticed those first handful of episodes, you know, had, had whatever, however many downloads they got in the beginning, but that beginner buys episode was just taking off. So I think people were searching that out. We never intended that to be a series, but maybe it needs to become a series. So we might have beginner buys three, four, five, and just keep on going with it just to make sure wherever you're coming in on the on the podcast here, there's always something that was released recently that you could get started with. Yeah. Does that yeah, make so sense? We're, yeah, no. So we're responding to that spike. Again, what did we talk about? We talked about availability. We oh, talked yeah, about yeah. So this is this is what qualifies these bottles. These beginner buys. Yeah, sure. Beginner buys. Yeah. So what are the what are the points? So availability, it's gotta be on the shelf. You gotta be able to find it. Right. 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 Afford regularly. Afford Regularly, yes. Yes. And then affordability, you need to be able to afford it. And again, that's subjective, but if we can get 
under 50, even under 40, that's a huge value mark for those bottles, both tequila and whiskey, right? Right. Right. At least affordable relative to other bottles that are on the shelf. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. Good. Yes. And then the third was quality. Yes. That That we're not drinking swill here. We're drinking good stuff. And for the price, excellent buys, excellent value buys. Right. Right. And then the fourth part of this, which only comes up in your bottles, Matt, only comes up in the whiskey is? The proof. Exactly. Most of the time proof matters more in the whiskey that yes you don't want to start with some barrel strength you know it's going to come off like you're ta- like you're drinking gasoline and while you can always add an ice cube you can always water it down some people even find the need to do that even with 80 or 90 proof whiskeys that you can right. start by watering right. it down right. you know we're and, not starting with 120 proof they need to start yeah. in the 80 to 90 range yeah yep yep and so, right. so these bottles meet those qualities. And so we wanted just to kind of give a little intro here to say these are great bottles for that beginner. If you're looking to expand your palate and expand your collection, these are some great ones. And we, we hope you enjoy them, right? Let's make it a happy Friday. Anything else you want to add? I say we send it to Joby. All right. Take it away, Joby. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. So happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. My name is Matt. I am the guy that likes whiskey. I I think it goes back 20 years I've been doing this. And 20 man, I'm, years? Man, I'm old. But And Drew, you are our I, tequila guy. I'm the tequila guy. Haven't been enjoying it for nearly 20 years. <laughs> But I'm trying to make up for lost time. How about that? That's right. So I bring the whiskey. Drew brings the tequila. We educate. We libate. And what else? We try to have a little fun. Yeah. All right. So what do we have today? In the tequila glass, we're using the Riedel tequila glasses today. We've got the Espelone Reposado. Today, I brought one of my favorites. It is the Russell's Reserve 10-year bourbon. So a Kentucky straight bourbon from the makers of Wild Turkey. You know, it's a fantastic on the shelf all the time. And uh, yeah, let's get to this whiskey, shall we? Let's get to it. The thing I like about Russell's is that, you know, we have a lot of people, you know, everyone knows that bourbon is just booming, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. loves bourbon. And quite frankly, everyone has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how special we are, but, you know... We have gone through this surge of, of popularity, right? Yeah. Of, of trying to find the stuff that you like, trying to find maybe a little bit more older aged whiskey. And everyone knows the Pappies, the 
the Eagle Rares, all those aged bourbons, they're so hard to come by, and the prices are only getting more and more outrageous. And right here on the shelf, in most places, in most states and most stores, you can find a Russell's 10-year just sitting there for $38 to $45. Really? Yeah. So so 10 years in the barrel, still bourbon. Yes. 38 bucks. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's nine, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's 90 proof. It's usually... Always right at the 45% alcohol. So not as strong as the uh, the original Wild Turkey 101. Okay. But I think with the the softer oak notes, I, I think you get plenty of flavor without having to have a ton of proof. Excellent. Excellent. And so this one you feel like doesn't get its just accolades maybe? Well, maybe our listeners should just keep on doing what they're doing. Leave the Russells keep, tenure for keep us. chasing the Eagle Rares. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Leave that Russells for me. I'll take it. Usually yeah, when you hear somebody fine. say that, you should just drop what you're doing. <laughs> Which is really the it's, point of the show, isn't it? Well, it's a double-edged sword. We're trying to teach. We're trying to educate. We're trying to libate. <laughs> but we're, <laughs> but I, I, I'm sure as hell not trying to get everyone to go out and buy my whiskey bottles, you know? Yeah, so, fair enough, fair enough. But this was kind of the point. We dropped this on a Friday. Gives you time to go to the liquor store, pick up something new for the weekend, share it with your friends. That's right. And now we've just told everybody our, our little <laughs> secret stash of Russell's tenure. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's what we're here for. Yeah. That's what we do. All right. So let's, let's give nose it a little, this. Give it a little nose. So right away, I get a decent punch of alcohol. Yep. Which, agreed. again, I'm glad that it's not any stronger. You know, because it could be overwhelming. Sure. But you have to let it air out. you got to give it some time in the glass. Well, and these haven't been... We just poured these not five, ten minutes ago. Right. We were warming up with something else. Yes. <laughs> Which I think would be another great show. We've already discussed maybe bringing the whole lineup. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. All right. Now I'm starting to get some of that soft oak. Mm-hmm. It's not real tannic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a sweet oak. The color is great. You know, the color is a nice, a nice copper. I'll give you that copper. I like that. Definitely some sweetness behind the alcohol. Right. But I think you also can get a little bit of that rye note that it's going to have some spice to it. I don't know if yep. it comes off as, as rye or maybe cinnamon, but you can sure. tell it's going to have a little kick to it. It's not just sweet. It's not like a Jim Beam or a sweet Knob Creek. This one's going to have a little spice to it. Okay. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. So I'm a little curious. Tell me what you're getting. So I am definitely picking up the heat. I think it's hotter than, what did you say this was? 90 proof. I think it tastes a little bit hotter than 90. I get that familiar coconut finish. Oh, yeah. And I used to talk about this all the time that when I was first drinking bourbons, I knew it was a bourbon because I got that coconut finish. Right. It's starting to fade as I taste more bourbons. Is it a bad thing? No. I I think maybe that was just something. Just a predominant note. Just that you something, were getting. you know, I couldn't taste anything else. And right. that's what I was picking up. I tasted a little bit here. Is it pleasant when it comes back it to you? It is definitely pleasant. Yeah. So what you were tasting or what you were getting as a hot or an alcohol or a spice, they claim is, is their high rye mash bill. Now, 13% isn't necessarily as high it's certainly not like four roses or some of the mgp bourbons that are in the 20 and 30 percent rye but they're 75 
13, 12. And so that 13% ride definitely comes out making it hot, making it taste like it's hot. That's how they, that's how they do their, that, that's, it's, it's in their Wild Turkey 101. It comes off in their rise. It comes off in everything I, I taste in Wild Turkey. The typical note is that it tastes hotter than it really is. That's what oh, you always okay. get. Very Even the 101. The 101 tastes like it's 110. You know what I mean? Like it's always a little sure. bit hotter than it really... Because of the rye. Yeah, which is why in college when someone's throwing you a shot of 101, you're kind of like, oh... Because it always uh-huh. tasted, it tasted so hot, you know? It tasted like a whatever else we got. Right. Like the Everclears and the Rumplemints and all the other <laughs> god-awful... Don't say rumplements. <laughs> I swear if you say it three times, he shows up. <laughs> that little dude on the bottle. All right, let's give it another taste, and then I'm going to... Yeah. Because I, I, the heat kind of surprised me. Yes, it might take a little bit to let your palate get adjusted. All right. That time, I actually got a little tiny bit of mint. Did you get some mint? Mint. I did not. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. So on that one, I, I tasted more of what I think is the vanilla... Okay. And the barrel notes, as yeah. you put it, just yeah. kind of the woody, oaky flavor. It, I almost got a sweetness, almost like those chocolate-covered cordial cherries with the Ooh. cream in them. Almost yeah. like a cherry cream in there. Okay. Yeah. So the cherry with that... With the white... White vanilla creamy cream type yeah. of stuff. Fantastic, man. That's good. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And I think if you were sitting next to Jimmy, that's exactly what he would want you to taste. That's He wants vanilla and cherry to come out. That He loves what the barrel does to Oh, bourbon. all right, that's, all right. You know, and vanilla, that's that's his key. That's his so he got me. go-to. Yeah. yeah. Mint, that's interesting. Just that little, it's, it's from the rye, but it's just a tiny bit there. All right, one more sip. Let's see all if right. we can get that mint. Just one more sip. It might be what I had for dinner. Okay. I'm, I'm not getting that cherry, but I'm definitely getting the vanilla part of that cordial. Okay. The, the creamy, white, vanilla, and even maybe a bit of that chocolate. The creamy gotcha. chocolate. That well, plus I put it in your mind and you were thinking, the, man, I possibly, could really go for one of those cherries right possibly, now. possibly, right? Oh, love those. <laughs> Used to love those. They Actually, in, I like the ones without the vanilla cream. Okay. I like the ones with just the cherry juice. Have you ever had those? Were they in a red box? Mm-hmm. Two tiers? Yes, sir. Brown plastic mm-hmm. with the clear. You got it. You peeled that up. Once you peeled that up, it was like, it, that was it, right? It was game time. Like, yes. It was like four or six on that level, but once you peel it, it's like, these are all going. I think like, there's a dozen. I mouth. think there's like, right. <laughs> six on the top floor. No, I think there's a dozen. Like six and six, right? Yeah. yeah. No, 12 and 12. Oh. If you get the double high. Oh. All I remember is that they, we, we always had them around the house yep. around Christmas time. Yep. My mom never had them any other time. Nope. So I don't know if our little town didn't sell them except holiday time or if it's just what we wanted in the house around the holiday. I, I, I don't know. I think it's more of a holiday candy. Okay. It's not like putting out a bowl of M&Ms that you're going to eat yeah. whenever. Final thoughts on the Russells. So I think it's really good. I mean, for $38, this is a... For $38 for ten, all, for all day long, it, it's got a lot of flavor. I think if you're expecting the heat, it won't come as such a surprise. Sure. But even then, I didn't notice that same heat on the second and third sip. Yeah, you probably can get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
No, it's the the mouthfeel. Did you feel like it was? It wasn't thick and syrupy. It wasn't really oily. It's a little bit of a thin feel. It, it is. But it is. And the finish isn't super super long. You mm-hmm. know. But if you want a good ten year bottle, if you want to really taste the difference between say a younger whiskey and what oak can really do to the distillate, you know. Sure. This is a great comparison. You compare the Russell's ten to its counterpart the wild turkey the wild turkey even comes in an 80 proof you don't or 81 i think you don't have to get the 101 proof gotcha but another younger whiskey like um a a jim beam or an evan williams or something else that's younger and then side by side with the russells you're definitely going to get that oak stand out more in that russell so it's a great lesson if you're looking to really pick out what does oak taste like Mm mm-hmm got to get yourself a at least a nine or a ten year whiskey to, to to do that you know and i think for 38 dollars, that's something that could just be on your bar all the time it's it always is <laughs> it's if you come to my house it always is excellent well should we try this tequila let's move on yeah so we've got the espalone reposado a couple of cool maybe similarities is that as far as reposados go, you can get this still in the 20s. Yes. Extremely affordable and additive-free. So it is not certified certified additive-free, but I think once you've tasted something with additives and then you go back and you taste this, you're going to realize that this probably does not have additives. I say probably because I guess we don't know. Okay. For sure, unless you've gone through the certification. Right. One cool thing is that I've all I've always guided people to to the Tequila Matchmaker app and said if it's eighty or above on the panel score, go get it. Right. Well, this one comes in at a seventy-five, which Ooh. ordinarily I wouldn't touch, but I've had it before. Yeah. It's held in pretty high regard. So the panel gave it a seventy-five. What yep. did the community score? give it yeah so the community score is a 79 okay i don't a little bit higher a little bit higher i don't like to place any weight on the community score only because i feel like it could be manipulated like if somebody had an axe to grind or if somebody's trying to pump up their tequila they could say hey let's let's open up a thousand fake accounts give it good or bad reviews and remove yeah or even without that there could be a hundred voters for this one and then a thousand voters for another brand yeah. Whereas the panel is always consistent. Right. So. Right. The panel is made up of industry pros, bartenders, brand ambassadors. It's professionals, at least in some capacity. They sit down, they taste it, they give it a score. It's over. Now, they might go back and review it. Can we? I think we should. <laughs> what are you getting on the nose? Really good agave with yep. some honey and some vanilla right along with it. There's a little bit of perfume, a little bit of floral, if you okay. get in there deep enough. All right. Do you pick up any of that oak? I definitely pick up a little oak. Yeah. Yeah, it's there, but it's it's very small. I'm mm-hmm. really digging the floral note that I'm getting off of this. Yep. And this is one reason why we, we can feel comfortable in saying that it's it's not additive laden, because you still pick up subtle floral notes. You still get that big whack of agave right up front. Yeah, nothing... Nothing is coming off too artificial or concentrated mm-hmm. or sugary. Shall we? We shall. Salute. What did you pick up on that one? 
So I don't know if it was because of we were on the heels of the Russells, but a really good spice came out of that. I thought a, so. A good deal of spice. I did get some oak. I got more oak on the palate than I did on the nose. The The floral quality didn't come out as much. Agreed. But I do like how it was really slow in its progression. It came off just sweet, and then it slowly built up into this spice, alcohol, oak, agave, and then the finish was vanilla. It's still going. The, the finish is actually a little bit longer than the Russell's. I think so, too. Which is not what mm-hmm. we typically get when we're doing these right. whiskeys and tequilas. Right. I like it. I do, too. Did you get any earthiness in there? Maybe a little minerality? Maybe a tiny bit. I think kind of mid, is there a late palate? Before yeah. the finish, like, it's like somewhere towards the end, a little bit of earthiness, and then I'm with you. Kind of a hot, peppery finish that glides off into vanilla. Yes. One more. Uno mas. <laughs> I highly recommend that you try both the Russells and the Espolone in some kind of mint julep, mint mojito type of cocktail yeah. where you leave out those other alcohols and you replace it with the bourbon or the tequila. Sure. Because I think, like you said, the, the earthy quality plus that floral note mm-hmm. goes so well with a little muddled mint, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of seltzer water. Oh, do you think you want to muddle the mint? Or, I would. You, or are you just slapping it? Well, you can it's, slap it and muddle it and rub it down. You do whatever. I don't know. You do whatever. <laughs> Is that a Bill Biff DeVoe song? <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the distiller in the process. Okay. Master distiller. I know I'm going to butcher the name. Cirilo Oropesa. Sounds good. What's his thing? So he's got a thing. All right. He's a chemical engineer. Oh, nice. Which, which as we're talking about additives, maybe doesn't bode well. <laughs> <laughs> but, as far, but as far as the traditional, right, it's 100%. But if someone would know how to mask it, it would be a chemical It would engineer. be a chemical engineer. Yeah. Although I would assume it's not just some amateur at every other distillery. No. Right. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to get off track because there was a reason for this. It, it's, again, it's 100% blue agave. Deep well water, 250 meters below the earth Wow, is where they're pulling this water from. All right. Which I think may be where we're getting some of that minerality, getting some of the earthiness in the end. Sure. The cool thing is that he designed an autoclave, especially for his distillery. Think of an autoclave as a pressure cooker. Right. What's that thing? An instant. Instapot? Instapot. Right. Right? Crockpot on steroids. Crockpot yeah. on steroids. So it is a stainless steel, low pressure pressure cooker. But what it's doing is it's giving, it's cooking the agave with the steam at a very consistent temperature. You're getting the heat from all sides as opposed to the old traditional stone brick oven where the heat may be coming from one place yeah. and you might be getting. Like we talked about before, it might be a little less efficient. You might be getting a little bit of inconsistency throughout the batch. So as it's cooking, the pina is breaking down. It's releasing the juices. It's releasing the sugars. And what he found was that some of the thicker syrupy, what they call honey, 
Some of it was really sweet and some of it had a bitter quality and he designed a way to separate the sweet honey from the more bitter honey. Wow. And then reintroduce the sweet honey and leave out the bitter. That's nice. But yeah. how great is that, that if he can truly separate the bitter... Right. How the, cool is that? With the good parts. And then they have a specific strain of yeast. They're aging it for, you know, three to four days, open stainless steel tanks. And then going into the lightly charred new oak barrel on this reposado. That's what I found to be so interesting, is that they're using new charred barrels. Right. That I always just assumed that tequila, all tequila, was going into a used barrel. And I think most do. Yeah. I, I, when I say most, I don't know what percentage it is. No, but right. But it's usually it's, when I've heard of it, it's using a yeah. used whiskey bourbon barrel. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like using the same process that a bourbon goes through. You know, putting in that new distillate into a barrel that hasn't touched anything else other than the, the fire. That's interesting. And maybe that's given us that little spice, that little, you know, that little more of a cinnamon spice sure. kick. Sure, sure. Can I drink more? I'm going to, but you <laughs> should just watch. Yes. <laughs> I love what that does. Mm-hmm. How it starts off sweet, floral, a little earthy. You get the alcohol punch. Then it almost settles. Then it goes back up again to a peppery kick. And then goes back down again into that vanilla finish. Just that up and down, that bounce around. I really, really like that. Wow. And you don't brag on your palate. That's what I love. That was amazing. There's nothing I can add to that. Do you get that? I mean, do you, how it bounces around, do you, are you tasting that? I definitely didn't get as much heat or that peppery finish. It was lighter. It allowed more vanilla to come out. It allowed more of the floral notes. Maybe even like some butterscotch. Or do I just confuse yeah, vanilla no, and oak to be butterscotch? I don't know. Yeah. It's expanding as we're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. One more. Salute. Knowing what we know now about this going into new charred oak barrels, mm-hmm. you could almost call this the bourbon of Reposado's. The bourbon of Reposado, <laughs> sure, because rep- it's because it's a new barrel. It's a new barrel. What, so it, ba- uh, what what number char do most of your bourbons get? It, do you it's, know? It, it's it's a pretty wide range. It a, is okay. A, a lot of a lot of the big ones they they go with the three the three four three char and four char. Gotcha. So I was googling around. This one is a number two char. Okay. All right. Reportedly a number two char. That's great that they even report that. I mean, they don't even have to do that necessarily. That's that's great. I think it's maybe a little testament to this brand. I I think yeah. it drinks above its yes. what do we call it? hits above its weight? Drinks above yes. its weight? I don't know. Which Did, we've got two here that that do that right. We've right. got a, we got a, a ten year bourbon that that hits above its weight class, and we got a bourbon of tequilas. The bourbon the of bourbon of tequilas. I that are, like that. It's definitely hitting above its price scale. Definitely For sure. hitting above its the panel score in your. Opinion and in my opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, I would put this above a 75 for sure. Somebody could probably walk in to their liquor store, get a bottle of each with tax. They're out of there for less than 75 bucks. Yep. Maybe they're under 70 even. Yeah. Use if you're change. in the state of Washington, it's 140. Have you ever seen their <laughs> liquor tax in Washington? No, but I know a lot it's of states like, are. It's like 22% or something. It's crazy. I know a lot of states are. Wow. But 
some states are alcohol, the state run, right? It's an right. ABC and their allocations are easier to come by. Mm-hmm. Every state is different. But I feel like the Espelon is going to be ubiquitous. You're going to find this just about anywhere. Yeah. Russell's, what do you think? Is it? It's at, it's at our local grocery store. It's not only at liquor stores. You know? Sure. So it's maybe not as readily available as wild turkey. Right. You, know, you can find wild turkey in a gas station. And, and that's where I usually like to get it. <laughs> I, I would say the Russell's is fairly available, but use that extra money. You said 70 bucks or just shy of 70. Use that extra money to buy the mint. <laughs> to buy the, yeah, buy yeah, some tonic yeah, water. Right. Oh, wait, make, no, tonic? No, not tonic water. No, uh, the seltzer or club soda. Yeah, I club think. soda water. Yeah. yeah. And make yourself some mint cocktails. Trust us on this. Make a julep. Yes, make a julep. And whatever a tequila julep would be. Be yeah. called. Make up your own name. Maybe it's a hulip because the J. <laughs> Maybe it's a ulip. I don't know if it's a soft J. <laughs> Was I yogging? <laughs> oh, oh so is it time? Oh man! Uh, yeah, because it, it, it can't time? get it can't get any worse. No. Are we ready? I think we're ready. Four. I don't want to say it because I see you. I see you queuing up your phone. Say it's it. time for quick sips. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reload though. Seriously. All right. I well, um. I mean, you got. Well, do we what took you gotta, like three sips. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't give you. You as poured much. it. You poured it really light. All right. We're starting. Starting with the Russells. Starting with the Russells. We're not rinsing. We're not waiting. Straight on to the tequila. Cheers. Cheers. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. For me, when I first swallowed the Russells, I went straight my nose into the Riedel for the Espelone. Okay. A quick little sniff, right? And it was... With the whiskey in your mouth? No, 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 no. I, oh, okay. I, I just swallowed it. Okay. And I'm nosing the tequila... Straight vanilla, almost like a little bit of vanilla extract. Sure, okay. And it made me think, oh, maybe there is some additive to this. Oh, all right. <laughs> but then as I'm drinking, as I'm sipping and swashing around, I feel like the spices, the rye, the spice, the heat from the Russells was still on my palate, still finishing through. So it kind of masked the spiciness of yes. the tequila. Agreed. And I got just the... The vanilla, the butterscotch, the floral, the mineral. I got a lot of good quality notes from that Espelone that by itself, you had to kind of pick out away from that that, that spice, the, the pepper and the cinnamon. You know, this was very good. I'm reserving my vote for us to go the other oh, way. Oh, we always got to go the other but, way. But you, you always got to go both ways. <laughs> The way you're smiling at me, it was such pride. You're just like, oh, yeah, I nailed that one. (laughs) All right, so tell me what you think. I'm Exactly the same. That peppery, hot finish that you might have gotten on the tequila, gone. Oak, vanilla, floral. It took, it just took out all the heat. I felt like when, after going, going back to the Russells to begin with, Kicked up the rye spice for me. It did. Yeah, it was very spicy. Right. In a good way. 
Oh, yeah. But definitely kicked up the rye spice, not with the heat, just on the palate. Mm -hmm. And then erased the heat of the tequila. Yep. Yeah. On that Russell's, the cardamom, the caraway, the baking spices, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, ready? We have gone whiskey to tequila. We're hitting tequila to whiskey. Can't wait. Ready? Ready. Salud. Salud. I, I can go first. I thought that going back to the tequila kicked up a little bit of the floral and deadened some of the earthiness that I tasted maybe the first time around. Okay. And then when I went to the whiskey, I feel like it kicked up all the spice. It did. I got this incredible oily, buttery yes. feeling. Did you get yes. that? Yep. Oh my gosh, it was almost like it just covered my entire mouth with mm-hmm. like a film. Definitely kicked up whatever rye spices, uh, a lot of cinnamon, a lot of pepper, a lot of caraway and cardamom on that Russell's. It, w- it was a quick spike and a decent finish. I actually liked the finish going the other way. I did too. This one was more drying. If I could, it was more drying, not as mouth-watering. Mm-hmm. So because I like the mouth-watering, I think I like it. Yes. Whiskey first, tequila second. Yep. But gosh, I wish I could have that buttery, oily mouthfeel with it. Then it would have been it would have been a hands down winner. Then you sure, know, that buttery, oily mouthfeel is the only thing kind of clinging to to the to that vote. You know, voting that way. But mm-hmm. I would I would have to go with our first. Did you feel the Kentucky hug oh, on that? I definitely yeah. got that heat all the way down. Yeah, definitely. And and that kind of makes sense because you're starting with an 80 proof and then you're kicking up to sure. a 90 proof. So you get that higher proof on the lower proof. Yeah. A little proof on proof action. Proof on proof. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we're, we're, we're off the rails. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? Anything else? These two should have a place on your bar. Absolutely. And the minute you've killed the bottle, it goes just right back on the shopping list for another one. I would agree. I mean, this is a mainstay for me. Yep. Because they're affordable, you can sip them neat. You can make cocktails with them. Absolutely. These are definitely great for mixing and... So that about wraps it up for us. We want to thank you all for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe and give us a five-star rating and all that stuff. We are on Instagram and a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays Podcast. Once again, thanks to Joby at Forsha Creek for the music. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Cheers. Salute. We appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. And then the final point, which really only comes up in tequila, or fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just think it's funny when you say, fuck, I fucked that up. I just watched Pulp Fiction the other day. <laughs> what does he say? I'm Superfly TNT, mother. Or no, I'm a... Oh, right. You a race car in the red? I'm Superfly TNT, motherfucker. I'm the guns of the Navarone. <laughs> <laughs>
But he says motherfucker twice. I no, forgot yeah, what he no, said. For sure. For sure. Oh, it's all right. Crazy. You ready? Give yep. it a second. <laughs> 